0: Today. I'm really glad you're here boy the beginning of this week though with all that snow and all of the other stuff going on uh you know it it's it kind of easy to get pessimistic when weather is like that you like when is spring ever going to be here and cold weather right well today we're starting a new message series called stay positive Positive," and one of the reasons I'm excited about this series is because after this winter I kind of need it and uh uh, it's amazing how quickly we can drift into negativity And there's almost an epidemic Wouldn't most of you agree There's almost an epidemic around the world Of negativity With people looking at things in the negative Seeing the downside over and over again uh, So everyone What are some of those areas That people go negative in What do you think just that talk Work Energy Yeah, I mean, change, yep, school, boy, we could keep this going all morning, couldn't we? I mean, it's like, is there an end to the list? Probably not. Uh, So, for the next, uh, oh, (laughs) politics, for sure, politics, yes. So, over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about five different areas that are very important very different and they have some positive biblical qualities like next week pastor steve is going to talk about encouragement week three we're going to talk about gratitude week four generosity and then week five is probably my favorite and that's when we're going to talk about being confident because of who god is and who god says we are so over the next few weeks we're going to let god transform us by looking at his word and uh seeing how he works in our lives. And because of that, we can stay positive. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Romans 8. If you need one, there's one in every row that you can grab. Uh, Romans 8, we're going to be starting at verse 28. So while you're finding that, I'm going to just tell you that the message today is about optimism. It's called Be Optimistic. So uh, look at the person next to you and say, I don't know about you, but I'm optimistic. Okay, now look to the person on the other side and say, I like you too, don't be negative. (laughs) All right. Um, It's interesting, some people are more naturally optimistic. And some people, it seems, would be more naturally pessimistic. And an optimist will read that verse, my cup overflows and think, praise God, the Lord is going to bless me. And a pessimist looks at the verse, my cup overflows and says, Lord, there's going to be a mess in the house today. (laughs) So how many of you know people like that second one? Yeah. So so all over the world today, it seems like people are looking for a reason to be critical. And they're looking for a reason to be negative. Uh, Just watch the news, right? Or read some Facebook posts. I mean, it's almost as if people feel better sometimes when they're being negative. And think about what you hear all the time, like at work, for example. As, or, you know, some people just want to be negative about everything. And uh, they comment on all things going on around them in a negative way. They'll say, oh, well, the economy's doomed, or morals are falling apart, the school system's failing. You can't trust anybody. The government can't do, seem to do things right. Or, man, this world is just really a bad place. And if we're not careful, we can even start talking to ourselves in that negative way and say, you know what, I'm just not going to be able to get ahead in life. My life stinks, or I don't have what it takes, or my marriage is bad. You know, we can start talking down stuff. And if we're not careful, as we talk that way to ourselves, we actually talk ourselves into a bad place. The reality is, there really are a lot of things that are not going well in the world today. There's no doubt about it. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we are not going to put our heads in the sand and uh, pretend like nothing's wrong. But at the same time, God is doing amazing things all over the world. And while there are things going wrong, there are so many things going right. And we will often find what we're looking for. Some of you know that Pastor Steve and I uh, regularly go to our cabin. And along the road there, there's a lot of roadkill, especially this time of year, roadkill. And that's dead animals, if you don't know what I mean by that. And, and there's there's um, birds that you see pecking the flesh off the carcasses, off the dead animal. And th- those are scavenger birds, right? Scavenger birds. Well, also in the summer, there are hummingbirds that come around our deck and we have a couple of hummingbird feeders and those hummingbirds are looking for sweet things each day sweet things and and they you see them in the flowers too and so you have the scavengers that are looking for dead things and you have the hummingbirds that are looking for sweet things and so it proves to us that day after day you're going to find what you're looking for and scripture actually teaches us that very same principle. In Proverbs eleven twenty-seven, Solomon said, If you search for good, what will you find? You'll find favor. But if you're search if you're searching for evil, it's gonna find you. So if you wanna find negative, you'll find negative. If you wanna be miserable, you can search for it and you can find it. But if you search for the good, you'll also find that as well. And so we're Going to look at this area We're not going to do it from like a pop Psychology standpoint like where You know we talk ourselves into being positive And you know a positive view Rose colored glasses kind of thing No we're going to look at Something even better And that's how can we be optimistic We can be optimistic With two uh, things One is we want to be optimistic Based on what God says And the second thing We want to be optimistic because we can believe in the goodness of God, so those two things we want to be optimistic based on what God says, and be optimistic because we can believe in the goodness of God. Okay, those sound great, but but like, is there a reason why we could believe that? Yes, um, it's not just because we feel like everything's going to get better because we happen to show up, right? We're not optimistic based on our feelings. We're optimistic based on the truth that. God's word tells us and we're going to look at Romans 8 because that's going to give us eight reasons why we can be optimistic so let's start we we aren't going to read the whole chapter now but let's start at verse 28 and read to the end and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose for those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn Among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined he also called. And those he called he also justified. Those he justified he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So now if you look at this whole chapter and try to find what are some reasons to be an optimist, you could actually probably come up with 23 out of that scripture. But if we look at all 23, you'd probably fall asleep because it would last really long. And then you'd be a pessimist forever. So let's narrow it down. If we group them together, there's probably eight main things here. Reasons why we can be optimistic. And we'll see today that these reasons are not based on what we feel. But they're based on the word of God. The first thing God says is that my sins are forgiven and my eternity is secure. And I'm absolutely and completely eternally optimistic because my sins are forgiven and my eternity is secure. If we look at Romans 8 verses 1 and 2 he says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So Paul is saying what then? There is therefore now what? No condemnation, right. For whom? Right, it's not for everybody. It's for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. And for those of you who have called on Jesus Christ, you've been made new in Christ. Your sins are forgiven, and your eternity is secure. I can't speak for you, but listen, I've been forgiven of a lot. And so this makes me incredibly optimistic because of the goodness of the Lord who shed his blood that I could be forgiven. And he set aside Jesus Christ to die for me. He's risen from the dead so I could be made new. And I'm optimistic to know that my sins are forgiven. And I don't have to worry about eternity. That is secure. And the second reason why I can be optimistic is that God says that Jesus is at the right hand of God praying for us. I don't know about you, but the thought that Jesus is praying for me makes me eternally optimistic too. So Romans 8.34 says, Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Okay, everyone, what does it mean to intercede? To pray for. Just kind of generally or? Yeah. Yeah. To really become on behalf of of other people and pray for them. Uh, interceding means that Jesus is inner, is praying for us. He's in deep prayer for us at the right hand of the Father. Now, I don't know if that makes you excited or not to hear that or if you are happy when other people are praying for you. However, I have someone that I ask to pray for me whenever I have a, a, a need that I need a, a prayer partner. I call my mama Mary. And she's a wonderful woman who you've heard me talk of before. She's a pastor on the East Coast. And man, I got to tell you, when she prays for you, when you're with her praying for you, you can like feel heaven open up. Uh, It's amazing. She prays these powerful prayers and they get answered. And she taught me long ago not to pray for things, you know, some wimpy little prayer, but to really go after and pray big prayers and ask God to do big things. Part of the reason was when I first started in ministry many years ago, I had trouble, you know, that was a while ago, I had trouble getting people to take me seriously. That I really wanted to be in ministry. It was amazing. Uh, And Mama Mary knew that God had called me to ministry, and she prayed for me, and prayed that God would use me to accomplish his will. And she told me that she prayed for me every day. And that was great. I loved it. And when I would get together with her and she would pray over me, man, I felt like it was a done deal because she was praying for me. I got news for someone here today who needs to know this, that it's more than Mama Mary praying for you. It's more than us praying for you. But Jesus Christ is praying for you, sitting at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, praying on your behalf. He has the ear of God. And Jesus knows exactly what you're going through because he was on earth and lived uh, through everything that you're going through. And he's interceding for you. He's praying for you. And we can be optimistic. We can think positive, good thoughts because we know this fact that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God the Father praying for us. And then the third reason we can be optimistic is that God says our future victory is greater than our present pain. So what that means is whatever we're going through right now, we know that God is using that to do something in us. He's going to sharpen us. He's going to conform us into the image of Jesus Christ. And my future victory is greater than my present pain. Romans 8:18 8, says, "I consider that our present, present sufferings are not worth comparing. With the glory that will be revealed in us. Now some of you might say that sounds easy for Paul to say. But (laughs) I'm going through some significant stuff right now. And I know that's true for some of you. But listen Paul went through every bit and more than what we're going through. He was beaten. Shipwrecked. Whipped. Left for dead. I mean like left for dead. They thought he was really dead. (laughs) Snake-bitten, and over and over again, he was tortured for his relationship with Jesus. And he says that I consider these present sufferings not even worth comparing to the glory of what God's going to do. So right now, some of you are in the middle of a rough time. You're going through some stuff, and it's really difficult. But from that eternal perspective, it's not even worth comparing, Paul says, to the eternal glory that God has for us whose name is above every name like we sang today and It's not worth comparing to what he can do in our lives through that pain James said that we should consider it pure joy <laughs> James 1 2 to 4 says consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters Whenever you face trials of many kinds and why Because the testing of our faith develops perseverance that you would be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. So we're optimistic because of how good our God is, that our future victory is greater than our present pain. We're optimistic not because of what we feel, but because of what God's word says to us. And then the fourth reason we can be optimistic, what does God's word say? It says that our minds are filled with the peace of God. My mind is filled with the peace of God. Romans 8, 6 says the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So those of you who have become a follower of Jesus Christ, who are born into the family of God, you don't have to be dominated by your fleshly sinful nature. Your mind can be renewed. Your mind can be transformed by the, what the word of God calls the washing of the water of God's word. God's word renews our mind so we don't have to think of the negative. We don't have those earthly thoughts. Instead, we can see things through the eternal perspective based on God's truth. And so suddenly we see things from God's perspective because of his goodness, because of his strength, and because of his spirit. And he can bring glory to his name, even out of the worst situation. In the middle of a trial, you can have a supernatural peace that goes beyond your human ability to be able to understand. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about, because you've been in the middle of a rough situation. And people ask you, how can you be so calm? How are you getting through this? And you can say to them, you know what? I'm not getting through it on my own. God is giving me the strength to do this. God is giving me the peace of mind that I need to be able to go through this tough time. And it doesn't even have to be big stuff. You know, sometimes there's uh, the annoyances of life and, and little things that can seem to all add up. And Jesus can give us the peace that we need to get through all of that too. Because the peace of God can rule our minds. We can choose to be governed by the spirit and not by the flesh. And then the fifth reason that we can be optimistic is uh, in Romans 8, 31 and 33. If God is for me, who can ever be against me? If my God is for me, who can be against me? And Paul in verse 31 says, if God is for us, say it aloud everybody, if God is for us, who can be against us yeah and in verse 33 it says who will bring any charge against those whom god has chosen it's god who justifies so who can be against us nobody yeah doesn't that just encourage you well some of you might say well yeah it does encourage me but i i actually know somebody who's against me right now well sometimes people criticize us right And they say mean things to us. But the reality of God is this. When he has our backs, we're going to get through it. His word promises. And in fact, when you start living boldly for Jesus, sometimes you're going to have people make fun of you. Sometimes they ridicule you for your faith. But listen, if God has your back, you can overcome that. When we're boldly serving Jesus, we're going to get pushback from the world around us. But we have strength from God to handle that. If God called me to do it, he's going to provide me the way to get through it. And if God called me to do it, even if people don't like it, I'm going to be glorifying God. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Amen? (laughs) All right. An illustration of this might be this. Say you're a child and your father is the manager of a store. What a fun place to go, right? Your father's the manager. So every time you go to the store... It's so cool to be there because dad's in charge. And you can go back to that employee-only door that leads to your dad's office, and you can just swing that door open and walk back there and be with him. And why is that? Because if you're the boss's child, the boss is for you. And what employee of the store could ever be against you? So it's a small picture of a bigger truth. That if our heavenly father is for us, we have access to him. We can do things that people around us are being like, how in the world? But we, if God is for us, we have access to ask him to get us through the things that we're going through. And he gives us the strength and ability to do it. All things are possible with him. I'm optimistic because I believe my God is for me. That he plans to bless me to prosper me, to not harm me, to give me a hope and a future. You can be optimistic because God is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? And sixth, God word says that God's spirit helps me in my weakness. I'm optimistic because when I'm weak, his spirit makes me strong. Romans 8 24 to 26 says for in this hope we were saved but hope that is seen is no hope at all who hopes for what they already have but if we hope for what we do not have we wait for it patiently in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans Paul says who hopes for what they already have But if we hope for what we do not have, we wait for it patiently. And there's some of you that are waiting patiently right now for something. You're waiting on God to be faithful to a promise that you feel he's given you. And verse 26 says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. The Holy Spirit helps us when we're weak. Whenever we're down, the Holy Spirit holds us up. Whenever we're hurting, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Whenever we feel alone, the Holy Spirit is there with us. He's, he's like our friend. And whenever we're weak, the Holy Spirit is strong through us. We can be optimistic because we are never, ever alone. When we're weak, we can get to know God in a closer way because it's his strength that carries us. Even on a bad day, the day I'd never, ever want, I get to get closer to God. As I get through it in a personal way. Because his spirit is strong for me when I'm weak. So we can be optimistic. Not because of what we feel. But because of what God says. And God says that he helps us. Through his Holy Spirit in our time of weakness. And then reason seven we can be optimistic. Is that God says he is working in our life for good. In Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Isn't that cool that we were singing about this this morning, and Lily did not know what I was preaching on? So cool that we sang about that God works things out according to his purpose. Verse 28 says, And we know that in all things, And listen, you know I like to look things up in the Greek. And so when I looked all up in the Greek, you know what it means? All. It means everything. It means good things and bad things, mediocre things, things you don't want to have happen, things you're glad that happened, the thing that's driving you crazy right now, all things, okay? God is working in those things. And the scripture says for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. So what that is saying is there's not a thing that'll happen in your life that the goodness of God will not transform into something that eventually brings about glory for him. You can look back through your life and you can see this. Years ago, the thing that you thought, man, this is the worst thing ever and it might've felt that way at the time, But years go by and you look back and you see the faithful hand of God leading and guiding you. And the thing that you would never have chosen is the thing maybe that he has used to transform you the most. That he has used to transform into the good. He's working even when you don't see it. When Pastor Steve and I celebrated our first anniversary, we went back to this amazing restaurant where he had proposed to me. It was really cool. It was uh, expensive. We didn't have kids yet, so um, I guess that's why we went there. Um, <laughs> during the dinner, one of us accidentally spilled a glass of water, and it was probably me. Uh, it's just been so long ago now; I forget who did it, <laughs> but it was probably me. Um, one and and it spilled all over the table, and I was thinking, "Oh no, you know what a mess! This is so embarrassing!" And and um, y- you know, have you ever been somewhere where you do that, and the waitress just kind of looks at you and like it's like. You know, It's like your job to clean it up Okay, well, okay All of a sudden, after the glass spilled From nowhere that we saw Came this group of four waiters And they picked up the whole tablecloth With all the spilled stuff in it And replaced it with a new one A new setting of silverware and plates and everything And cups and glasses Before we couldn't even know what was going on I mean, they whisked away the spill And all the evidence of it so quickly I wasn't even sure it had happened It was great, and then they disappeared and let us continue on with our romantic evening. It was amazing. Yeah, these workers were serving and taking care of everything, but you didn't see them all the time, you know, and uh, you didn't even really know they were there while you were eating your dinner, but they were taking care of you and they were taking care of the other people. They were doing something even when we couldn't see and that's the reality of what our good Father is like. Uh, sometimes you don't sense him. Sometimes you don't see that he's working. But let me tell you, he is working. And faith tells you that he's doing things. Faith tells you that you can trust him because you know he's there from the end to the beginning. Long before tomorrow even starts, he's there. God knows. All things work out. He knows how that's going to happen. And he is so amazingly good and so powerful that he is working in all things. So that very thing that is so hard for you right now that almost feels like it's a heartache, that very thing will be the thing one day which will help you see the faithfulness of God. You can be optimistic because God is working in your life in all things to bring about good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And then the eighth reason that we can be optimistic is that God's word says that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. There is nothing in this world that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Romans eight thirty eight and 39 talk about the power and truth of this. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons. Neither the present nor the future nor any powers. Neither height nor depth. Nor anything else in all creation. Will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No matter where you go. God is there. No matter what you do, our God still loves you. And no matter what happens in your life, God is still there for you. He is a good, good Father. You cannot outrun his love. You can't do something that will cause him to stop loving you. You can't run away from his presence. God hasn't given up on you. There may be a lot of bad things going on in this world. But we have a God who is bigger than the worst thing in this world. We have a Savior whose name, like we sang this morning, is above every name. So we can be optimistic, not based on what we feel, but based on what God says. We're optimistic because of that, because our sins are forgiven. Because our Savior Jesus sits at the right hand of God the Father praying for us. Because our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the future glory that will be revealed. Because our minds are filled with the peace of God. Because God is for us and therefore nobody can be against us. Because God's Spirit works in our weaknesses. And we need this because we are weak and vulnerable and we need his strength more than we could possibly imagine. Because God is working in all things to bring about his good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And we are optimistic that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ Jesus, our Savior and Lord. I'm optimistic that this speaks to somebody today. And when everyone else says the world's falling apart this is the worst thing ever I can't believe this is happening to me you're going to take a step back and say yes there are a lot of bad things in the world but I'm not going to look at life from a negative perspective because my God is too good for that yes there are negative things but I'm optimistic not based on what I feel but because of what God's word says And because of who he is, I choose to believe in the goodness of God. When everyone else is acting like a scavenger looking for dead things, I'm going to be a hummingbird because I'm seeing the sweetness and the goodness of God everywhere I look because my God is that good. So how to be optimistic? Because of who, who God is and what he says. And that we believe in the goodness of God. Would you stand with me as we close? Just ask everyone to bow their heads as we close. And if you'd like to be more full of faith. More optimistic in the goodness of God. I'm just going to ask you right now with heads bowed. Just raise your hand and say, yep, I want that. Thank you. God, I thank you that the work of your Holy Spirit in this very simple way can transform families. And that when someone comes home and that not finding negative, instead they're finding positive and they're seeing where you're working, God, that's going to impact marriages and children. It's going to impact our work environments. It'll impact The church Lord use it to impact our witness That rather than Focusing on the the negative Lord I pray you'd help us to see where you are Working help us to look for your Hand and believe in faith that you are Good and God I pray that those eight reasons To be optimistic would be planted Deep in our hearts God we pray that your Word would renew our minds That we'd be full of faith and believe That you will do good things in us And that you would be glorified Amen. Amen. Here's some. Just keep your head bowed still. Um, you know, we celebrated Easter just a week ago, and we talked about Jesus, how God sent his son Jesus, who was without sin to become sin for us, how he died on the cross, and on the third day he rose from the dead. And why God sent him to do that was so that anyone who called on his name would be saved, forgiven, and transformed. It's never by works that we're saved. It's by the grace of God's goodness that we're forgiven and made new. And there might be someone here today that says, yeah, that's me. I don't have the faith and joy. I don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ. And God says when you call on him, he's going to work all things to bring good in your life because he has called you and loves you, and now you love him. So if that's you today, that you say yeah i need that forgiveness i need that grace today by faith i want to give my whole life to him just raise your hand right now As heads are bowed and say yes i surrender to him thank you lord thank you father heavenly father just pray along with me and uh, silently or quietly heavenly father forgive me of all my sins make me brand new I believe Jesus I believe that Jesus died for me and rose again so I could live for you Lord God. Fill me with your spirit so I can know you, so I can serve you, so I can follow you. I thank you that you are good and I belong to you now. Thank you for new life in Jesus name. Father, we thank you so much for your presence in this place. We thank you for your goodness. And we thank you for your word lord god thank you that there's so many reasons in this one chapter to be full of faith to be optimistic for eternity and lord we pray that your word is planted in our heart that you would bring about eternal change god make us optimistic not because of what we see not because of what we feel but because of who you are and because of what your word says God, we thank you for what you're going to do in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.